Podcast episode 50. We made it. We made it. <laughs> episode 50. Uh, how uh, are you yeah. doing? How are you doing, my friend? It is good to see you. My mic just. Oh, so... hey, that happens, but yeah, yeah. I'm doing pretty well. It's um, it's a thousand degrees in central Pennsylvania today. It <laughs> no more and definitely no less. It, so it I actually had to work. I had to, I had to work this morning, so that sucked. But oh wait, uh, you're already done with the work? No, so I had to go to the range and like pick the balls out of the woods. It was me and two other kids. It was terrible, as you could imagine. I so, I can imagine. Yeah, that sounds absolutely miserable. Other than that, I've been doing pretty well. I I moved out of my room and not into my college dorm, but into my living room because. My room's a thousand degrees at night as well, so I don't sleep uh, in here anymore. But I see. So that means my uh my gaming my gaming scenarios change. I don't game in my living room, which is a smart TV, so I'm not complaining. Right. But other and than that, ups and downs. Can't complain. Yeah, can't complain. How how are you doing, buddy? Uh I'm doing good. I'm back to work. My room is thankfully very cool at night. Uh I have two fans just blasting the hell out of me as when I go to sleep, so uh, I'm very, very thankful for that. Uh, very excited to be here on the finale of season one. It's wild. Al- almost, it's almost our year anniversary of this podcast. Almost, yeah, August. It's like it's a really there. Month from now. It's about, it was about yeah. a year. It almost coincides with the anniversary we're going to talk about today, but. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm doing great. Lot lots of lots of things to do and to talk about. So, of course, but we're not going to start in the Nintendo world, are we? We are not. Something else very interesting happened recently, uh, where Xbox actually held a, a presentation for. Uh, revealing a lot of new games is the Xbox Game Showcase 2020, uh, or just the Xbox Showcase 2020. I believe that's what it was called. But I took notes on the entire thing as it happened live. Okay. So okay. Uh, you, I obviously, I obviously don't know every single game that was announced uh, or you know shown off, but I have notes on. I'm pretty sure most of them that were revealed. So I can at least tell you what was revealed, and then I can elaborate on the points that have any significance to me. So let's uh, do I, it. Did you watch the show, or is this going to be mostly you reacting this to is, me? This is this is a reaction. Oh, we reacts channel at the moment. Okay, so we'll start. Uh, I watched the IGN stream. So okay, 
Oh, God. Uh, they had a bit of a pre-show, I think. There were some YouTubers on there. Uh, they showed off some Watchdog stuff, Hello Neighbor 2, and some other small things before the actual presentation started. So, right off the bat, the presentation starts. Jacksepticeye called it. I didn't think they were going to... Or not Jacksepticeye. Uh, Matt Pat from the Game Theorists uh, called it. Uh, they... They started right out the gate with Halo Infinite gameplay. Yeah, I did see this actually. I it made it made made the rounds. So this is, I believe, this is the first ever gameplay that they showed off for the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I took some notes. Uh, I heard the banished mentioned. Uh, so I believe that's a faction. It seemed like the chief was just fighting the Covenant, but maybe the banished are a are a a, a subsection of the Covenant. Uh, I'm not sure if it's they've been referenced in any previous games. I think I may have heard something about them in Halo Five, but you know, again, this is kind of this is a little beyond my understanding. So uh, I'll just stick to the more face value things from now on. So Chief's mission is is he's taking out some anti-air guns. He's going taking out these big old boy cannons so that he and his new buddy, I guess, uh, can get can get off this Halo, this new Halo. Well. It's a broken Halo ring, I think, that they're on. Uh, it may be one of the Halos from one of the previous games, but I, again, I'm not the lore master in any capacity for this series. So, but yeah, she's taking out some anti air guns. Uh, there are new weapons that I saw being used that I have not seen ever before. Uh, that looked really cool. There's this like, Really, there's like this revolver-looking thing. There was this like over-the-shoulder uh, cannon uh, with like red energy coursing through it. Oh boy! Uh, he had some like exploding knife or something that Chief threw at one point. So that ma- that immediately made me think of like Destiny and the the Hunter weapons. Chief's got but all the toys. I think the game looks good. A lot of people are disappointed in the graphics department considering how much the Xbox One Series X, uh, you know, flaunts its yeah. uh, capabilities as a as, in its graphics hardware. People think that this looks a little lackluster uh, in the light of all that talk. But personally, I think it looks good. I think it looks fine. Uh, it, personally, I think it'll do the job for me uh, if I ever... Uh, pick it up but best part of the gameplay chief fucking pulls out a grappling hook and grapples some fools oh it's so cool it's like it's just straight i'm pretty sure it's just they probably ripped the code straight from titanfall but i don't i don't even care it looks amazing chief can pull like pull enemies towards him and then he can pull himself like up onto like uh higher platforms that'd be hilarious they sent a team into freaking like destiny's headquarters just to steal that code put on a flash drive just uh, get out respawn uh respawn yeah yeah but i don't know i don't know yeah yeah, i know but he uses a grappling hook i sent you this meme yeah (laughs) he uses his grappling hook to bring an explosive barrel To bring an explosive barrel towards him, and he chucks it at this like defended artillery position and completely decimates it, which was super cool. Uh, the villain 
was also revealed, or a villain, I guess. Uh, he's this, I don't know what race he is. He's this big, hairy, yeti-looking dude. There we uh, go. In red armor, and it looks like he's some sort of, like, battle-obsessed, uh, you know, challenge-craving warmonger. So, you know, that's what Chief's up That's the first look at what Chief's up against, and then I believe that's where it ends. That It ends on the villain monologue, and then... The gameplay ends, so... So there are rumors that this is the last Halo game, right? Uh, I mean, I don't know where you can go after a title like Infinite, so maybe. It's true. It's true. It could be the last Smash Bros. installment. You don't know where you go after Ultimate, so... It's true. It could, it could be it for Infinite, and if that's the case, do you think uh, do you think Chief kicks the can? Do I think Chief dies in Infinite? I hope not. This villain looks like a fucking pushover. Chief should be able to fucking <laughs> kick his ass in no Chief time. Should... Chief should be able to put him in a headlock in four seconds to just end it. Just, just snap and just absolutely destroy. I don't expect the campaign to be more than an hour long with this fucking villain, but that's at least face value. But one of the uh, one of the devs uh, came on after the gameplay and said that this is the most ambitious Halo game. So. Good news. <laughs> I mean, big talk, but <clears throat> he said it was bigger than the last two Halos combined. Now, I don't know if Again. that, I don't know if that's talking about, like, if this specific level that he's on is bigger than the last two Halo rings combined, or if this whole game is bigger than just the last two Halos combined. I'm leaning towards more towards the latter because that seems to be make more sense as to what the context of what he was saying. But it seemed to be a little open world, maybe. Like it, yeah, it, it's yeah, like I mean, based on the map that Chief pulled up, where he had like his mission objectives. It it may, that may just be the map design. I don't know, but it seemed like you can just there's just a huge area that you can kind of do whatever in while you're completing your. Uh, that mission specifically, at least. So I don't know. We we there's still a lot we don't know about the game. This was just a first look. So it's always nice to see it. Is is launch title right? Uh, I believe it is. So yeah, I mean it's important. It's good to see that. <laughs> good to see the good to see the launch title in action as always. I think that's a holiday release. That just that entire like console war drops on the holidays. So there's actually a whole not too. Yeah, not too far away. Yeah, there was a whole section dedicated to launch titles, which I'll get into in a second. But okay, after that, uh, State of Decay three was there was a trailer for that. I believe it was strictly cinematic though, no gameplay. Uh, it might have had some gameplay. I I can't. How, how long? How long was the showcase? Like an hour and a half? I think the showcase was about an hour ish, like okay. a little over an hour. Okay. Uh. Forza Motorsport was shown off next. Uh, you know, it's a racing game, uh, so not <clears throat> not really for me. But I will say it looks very like the trailer they claimed was all caught in engine. And it looks beautiful. So if Halo Infinite doesn't capture, you know, the full strength of the Xbox Series X hardware, maybe Forza will. Yeah, and we talked about it before. Maybe that you just like take away some graphics and put it in other areas of focus, which is fine. Like, yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's totally fine. Uh, next game caught my interest a little bit because it was made by Rare. Oh boy! All right, so let's hear it. It's called Everwild, 
And this also had no gameplay, but it seems to be like a game centered around using the mechanics of nature. So like you have okay. these these people who can harness the power of of nature and the natural world. But really, that's all I can really say. It was a pretty vague trailer. Like, av- like Avatar. It, it kind of did seem they were... Water and wind, it seemed like they were air. controlling the elements a little bit. But, you know, it's, cool. it's yet to be seen if that is truly what this game's about. But it caught my interest, so... Next game was Tell Me Why, uh, Chapter 1. I will not tell you why, actually. I know, that Backstreet Boys song is good. Uh, but... <laughs> Uh, it seems to be more. It seems like to be like a Telltale game. I don't think it's made by Telltale, but no, Telltale is dead. Those, it seems to be one of those narrative-driven games. So, uh, similar to uh, Life is Strange, I got those kind of vibes okay. from it. Okay. Um, no, I got the visual. <coughs> oh my! Stop! God. Quit Sorry. it. They're like the most important episode for me not to do this. Get some water or something. I can cut this out. <laughs> okay, hang on. Jesus Christ. <laughs> hang on, I'll be right back. Okay. I don't know if I'm going to cut this out, actually. He's been sick, so please please forgive him. He texted me like he didn't get better for like three days. And then he got the, got the Rona test. He's negative, so don't worry about it. You're not going to catch it through the phone. Yeah, I mean, I just couldn't, I couldn't take it anymore. I had to tell him to do something about that. And you probably couldn't take it either listening back wherever you are, in the car, at home, or whatnot. So, again, apologies for that. I don't know really what to talk about here. But, oh, um, I guess I'll do this. So, those of you who listen weekly know that Shelby and I are in a competition with Fire Emblem. And the last time we, and the last time we compared, I had six units better, she had three, and it was one tie. I'm whitewashed here now. We it was at the time skip. I have eight units better to her two, and two of her unit and like one of her units lingered. So we're good. He's back. He's got Gatorade. He went against my advice. Only have some water and was he grab fruit punch? Unbelievable. Putting the putting the earbuds in. Poor boy. You're back. I'm back. Were you were you rambling while I was gone? I kind of was. Oh, well, sorry to interrupt then. No, jeez, <laughs> I, I was just about done. <laughs> okay, so next, after Tell Me Why Chapter 1, there will be a new uh, version of Ori and the Will of the Wisps. <coughs> oh, my God. Uh... I'm so sorry. I'll communicate through sign language. <clears throat> um, so it's going to focus... On hardware improvements and gameplay performance, so they kind of showed a side by side of uh, the frame rate, and it looks like super silky smooth in this. I played the well, first Ori game, so I might. I'm interested in the second one, but Ori is is a relatively hard game, so you know it'll be. I'll see what how I'm feeling when it when the when it releases. So after that, nice. we got. Uh, I believe this is Outer Worlds DLC. So Outer Worlds is a game that I've been interested in. I actually haven't picked it up for the Switch yet because I heard it's not as good as the other versions, so I just kind of passed on it. But uh, there is some DLC coming out for it. Peril on Gorgon, I believe it is called. So that was something else that was revealed. Um, 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, Grounded. So this is a survival game based around shrunken down kids surviving in a backyard. <coughs> so it's hunting so, the kids. Yeah, so you're so you're building forts out of leaves and twigs and fighting off bugs and, you know, re- relatively normal backyard terrors. So that was very interesting. Ants, I believe it was made flies, by Obsi- I believe it was made by Obsidian by Obsidian Games is a vote which is looks really cool. It's a it's this big medieval RPG uh, made again by Obsidian Games. It's a entirely new IP. It gives me major Skyrim vibes just from the cinematic trailer alone. So high praise. Uh, Apparently, this is a project they've been working on a long time, so I'm I'm excited to see if it comes to fruition and see how big of a game this will be. Uh, another game, As Dusk Falls. I don't remember a thing about that, but I wrote it down in my notes. Okay, uh, well, fair, moving on. <laughs> we got more Hellblade 2 info, which was one of the titles that we first knew about when, we, when the Xbox Series X was first revealed. That might have been, might have been the first game they showed. <laughs> I believe it was. But at the yeah the game awards that was the first game they showed. You know the big new thing that was revealed is that the game will set will take place in Iceland. So strong. Love that's that. Cool. Uh, next game, big one, Psychonauts two. So Psychonauts, I know, was an older game that kind of had a small cult following, I believe. Uh, but now the sequel is finally coming out on the Xbox Series X, so I'm really happy for those <coughs> fans of that game <clears throat> series. Uh, Destiny 2 is coming to the Xbox Series X with a new expansion uh, called Destiny 2 Beyond Light. So it seems I to did be based, see this, actually. based around wielding the darkness instead of the light as your guardian, which is pretty cool as someone who's played destiny that seems pretty cool i definitely will not get it this will no i think it's more of like you know you're dipping into the powers of the darkness to serve the light maybe i don't know fantastic looks cool though so you're absolutely not getting it (laughs) uh no this will be like the fifth 60 dollar version of destiny so i i think i'm good oh 60 dollars it includes all past expansions, so I assume it'll just stay 60 bucks. Oh my god, yeah, no thanks. Alright, so these are all the launch titles, I believe. Uh, this is the launch title section. It said, like, la- uh, console launch exclusive, so I assume that's what that meant. <coughs> Stalker 2, Warhammer 40,000 Darktide, Tetris Effect Connected, The Gunk, The Medium... Uh, New Genesis Fantasy Star Online 2. Major Xenoblade vibes from that one. Uh, Crossfire X. Uh, and that's that's all of them. Aside the Gunk? From... Yeah, The Gunk. It looks like a space um, exploration slash survival game. I'm a punny on a name, damn. So, I know, it was a weird title that I... I... I thought they went with, but hey, it looks kind of cool. So, um, and then the last game they revealed was Fable. 
which I don't know a lot of, but people are going fucking nuts over it. So I guess it's a big deal. I have heard of that <laughs> franchise, yes. <laughs> and right, that's all. Tyler. Please take over while I drink myself to death. All right. Uh, good good work. Uh, props to Tyler for the 20-minute oh. monologue there. with him coughing for at least half of it. I'm I'll so cut sorry. some of that out. I'll cut some of that out, but some are staying in because it's going to be tough to cut it out. So I was going to update everyone quickly on Paper Mario. Uh, there's not much to say other than the fact that Ty and I both still think the game is just really fun and fun to play. And I wouldn't call it a must-get for the Switch. I don't think it's anywhere near the level of the other games we talked about on the show, but if you're still going to have a good time and have some fun with, with the game, you should definitely pick it up. And that also takes me to we're stuck. Stuck. We are, <laughs> we're stuck at the blue streamer, unfortunately. The second so stream of the game. Kind of sucks. Stuck in the ninja house. Uh, and yeah. speaking, of, speaking of ninjas, um, Paper Mario did not hit number one on either the UK or Japanese charts. Because <laughs> it went against Ghost of Tsushima, which is being oh just raved about. Yeah, I heard People that are that game loving that game. I don't, I don't know saw, a lot about it. So. I just saw a clip on Twitter of the guy of the guy you play <laughs> as jumping off of a jumping off of a roof and then getting shot with like fifty arrows, and then like and then like he's like he's done he's down he's like dead. There's, the player can't control him. He just gets like executed. Like it's pretty yeah. it was pretty neat, but that yeah, nice. yeah it does, but. Yeah, well, that's that's the Paper Mario update. It's still a super fun game to play. It's still good, not great, but it's good. Yeah, it's good. And uh, Olivia is officially not a good character. Not a good character. You don't like her? No, she's not my favorite. I like Bomb Bomb better. He's cool. Oh yeah, no, Bomb Bomb's a badass. Bommy. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's cool. He helps me out in battle by just running into people. So he does. Yeah, Water Elemental gave me hell though for a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, that was tough. I think the Velementals are my favorite part of the game, actually. Probably, yeah, they're cool. Like their boss I... fights are super cool. Yeah, they are. They are pretty cool. And then when you get the thousand four, and you just beat them. That's what. That's my favorite part. You no, know, that's my favorite part too. I really like that. Yeah, it's pretty neat. So, Tyler. Oh, oh, I want to talk about one more thing before we get into that. So, do you see the report that Brie Larson wants to play Sam Samus? Saran? Yeah, I don't, know how, I don't know if a Metroid movie would be good, but I think it'd be really cool. I think she'd be really good for that part. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> she's already done, did her part as a major female lead in with Captain Marvel, of course. So there's, it's no wonder that she would want to to fill that role, seeing as how Samus is a very influential female game protagonist, but. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if a Metroid... Yeah, just, I don't know how they would make a dialogue? Metroid. Yeah, she like any dialogue in the games? <laughs> I mean, in Metroid Other M, pretty much, undeniably, everyone's least favorite Metroid game. Uh, Sam, there's a more of a story than there normally is. And people hated it. So... Oh, my God. They'd have to do a massive overhaul. <laughs> yeah, they would. And... Again, like I just don't know what storyline you get out of that. It'd be a lot of CGI, so it'd take like forever to make. And I do think people know Samus more than they know Captain Marvel. I think that's a fair take. Maybe not anymore. 
not anymore, but there was definitely a point in time not too long ago where I think that was the case. I mean, I, I imagine that it was probably like a huge shocker when I was like, whoa, yeah, I mean, Samus is a girl. I guess, what? Yeah, I guess I guess anything's on the table, really. There's a Mario movie coming out. Sonic 2 just got con- confirmed. Yeah, so, hey. There is a release date, so that's kind of wild. I mean, just make it good. I mean, Pokemon doesn't have much of a story, and they still made that good, so. That's true. Yeah, I guess you don't really need much of a story. So if you see some cool action, that's what people really want to see Samus doing. I mean, they can, they can easily make a good story with Metroid, I think. They have the tools at their disposal. They just have to take some creative liberties with it, I think. Again, it doesn't have to be good. It just has to be entertaining. Yeah, I mean, obviously. I mean, the name alone is going to draw people in to see it, so. Just Metroid. That's, that's the name of the movie right there, just Metroid. <laughs> I, need. I think that's a good title. Yeah, and then on the way out, you get copies of Metroid 4. Nintendo Switch you with your ticket. copies with your purchase of your Metroid movie ticket. Sorry, this took a thousand years. Do you think we get the Metroid movie before Metroid Prime 4? Absolutely. <laughs> 100%. We already have the lead role. Hardest part's over. At this point, it feels like it's... It's meant to it's, be. It's leading towards that point, I feel. It is. It but, is, of course. It's a tough scene. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. What the hell happened? I uh, I don't know, man. You weren't coughing before the recording. I was fine. Can't All stop. Day. I cannot stop. Whew, deep breaths. Okay. Right. Here we yeah. go. On to, the, on to one of the big points of today. There's a lot of anniversaries going on around oh, the yeah. parts in the Switch It Up world. And if You've been listening since episode one. First of all, shout out to you. Yeah, and, God bless you. <laughs> yeah, honestly. And you will remember that we spent like an hour and a half talking about everything Fire Emblem. Oh, yeah. Yep. And yesterday, uh, the 26th, was its one-year anniversary, which is kind of crazy to think about because I still play the game religiously, and it's already been out for a year. Right. And... I don't know. It's just really cool to think about. You know, if you're on Twitter, Instagram, like the community came out and like celebrated the absolute hell out of it. All the voice actors were like saying how thankful they were for the fans and the series, mm-hmm. and it was well deserved. It's the most successful Fire Emblem game of all time. It's one of the most. It's one of the highest selling games on the Switch in general. A lot of people are new now fans of the game or have been brought back in, and it's just a, it's just really cool to see because it was it was a great it was a if you listen, you just know we can't say enough good things about it except the <laughs> graphics, but. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> Fuck! Oh, I'm so sorry. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> I don't want to fucking kill you.
Are you sure you don't want to record later? I'm good, dude. I trust you. <laughs> Come on. We're already a half hour in. I'm sorry. Okay. So starting uh So I'll now. just I'll just start with new I'll start with a new thought. So so with Fire Emblem being one years old, I guess we're we we can do quickly like I guess just like what the game means to us because it's the first game we talked about on the show. It's the first yeah. game that really got this idea churning. So it is, yeah. Yeah, I guess I guess Tyler, you don't play it as much anymore, but you, it's one of your favorite games ever. It is. Uh, honestly, I think the most indicative uh, experience that can sum up the effect that this game had was. Uh, the day I went to go get the game, uh, at your at your request, uh, I went to go get it from Target to get a physical copy. <coughs> and they're also we told the story on the first episode, but uh, Target was completely sold out, which shocked the hell out of me because I was like, "What the hell? How, how is that possible?" This. Is, it's fire two, emblem, right? No, you guys get you guys got two copies. What the? <laughs> you know, everyone. No, fire emblem's not that big. They should have it in stock, right? So, yeah. I, I'm dragging my poor brother all over the place while looking for this game. Go to GameStop. Colby's looking on Best Buy just in case they don't have it there. I'm like, okay, they gotta have it in stock at GameStop. Like it's GameStop. I go to GameStop and they're completely sold out. He's like, yeah, this game sold out in like two fucking seconds. <laughs> even our even our reserve copies are fucking gone. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> what is this game? So we go to Best Buy. They bear they have one fucking copy left. I swipe that up real quick and I'm like, okay. This game must be something else. And to my delight, it certainly was. It lived up to expectations and surpassed them. And you know, then we it, it I mean we had had I feel like we had this idea <coughs> for this podcast. It's a culmination of a lot of things, but yeah, it is. Fire Emblem, and you know the effect that it had on us after we completed it, because we did. We took like a month to beat it before we started this podcast. Yeah. So you know, after we were done, you know, it was just like you know what, this is the perfect thing to talk about on a podcast so yeah to get this rolling and the rest is is history History. from there i think and that brings us to now where i'm fucking hacking up my left lung on the finale of season one so yes crazy ride uh tell the people who you're who who the house was that you decided to go with originally oh oh yeah you went with edelgard first because you were uh yeah, but I went with Claude. I went with the right decision. I went with Golden Deer right off the bat, uh, thus starting our our small little inside joke of inviting Joe Zijo onto the podcast every single episode. <laughs> it's true. Ne- it's never true. happened, but he did respond to some of your tweets, so I'll take I'll he take did. that. Yeah, we'll take we'll take it. We'll take it. <clears throat> but uh, I did Golden Deer. And honestly, the playthrough couldn't have gone better. Like, I did classic and normal difficulty because I wanted to experience it raw as as you're supposed to. And it was just 
it just sparked a love of the series immediately. Just yeah, right off the bat, didn't even need warmed up. I loved the game pretty much from minute one, all the way to hour one hundred and fifty. Uh, yeah, I know ah. that that's chump change to you. I know. Hey, Let me have a comparison, but. <laughs> the favorite moment of that playthrough was the final battle because oh my god not only is the final battle just great in general every single one of my team members got at least one crit which just felt like an amazing culmination of an awesome 40 hour long journey oh my god this is so much different than my play my first playthrough <laughs> no it was just it was movie like 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 everyone just crit I surrounded uh, Nemesis. Nemesis with my 11 units, or 12, I forget how many I had. And then I had Violet run in and use a Sublime Heaven to finish off. Uh, after a shot from Claude weakened him, Sublime Heaven finished him off. And then that kind of go that kind of really fit right well in with the final cutscene of the Golden Deer route. So, yeah. For my playthrough, it all just—I was really lucky. It all fell together really perfectly, and I, I couldn't have been happier. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a lot different from my first playthrough. As Tyler said, I went Black Eagles, and I just had absolutely no clue what I was doing, and that led to me losing, I think, seven of my nine students before we even got to the time skip. Yeah, well, that's because you didn't—you never turned back time. I didn't know how. <laughs> I didn't know you could. You didn't. You but, never used one divine pulse. No. So I, you know, like they're they're students at a monastery. They can't die. They just did not come. They just did not join us for the reunion. It was ridiculous. Yeah. But no. And then I went to the final battle of the Crimson Flower, which, if you know anything about that, it's maddening. With five <laughs> units, I went with five units. And came out with three. <laughs> a complete bloodbath was Colby's first journey. I couldn't believe it. And I swore from that day forward I would never let any of my students die ever again. Unless it was Lawrence. You sacked him in a few playthroughs. Yeah, I mean, can't win them all. But no, Tyler yeah. then immediately told me that I had to try Golden Deer because he was just like, dude, Claude's like the coolest guy ever. Coolest guy ever. <laughs> and Claude is probably the coolest guy ever in any game. I'm still team fear the deer till I die. Tyler's He's your taking favorite. more of a fondness towards Dimitri. <laughs> I have taken a bit more of a fondness towards Dimitri, but you said that Claude is now your favorite video game character ever. He is, for sure. <laughs> he's he's Captain Cool, and you know everything about him is pretty sweet. So, yeah, that's just basically what Fireman was for us, and you know, and everyone knows that listens to what it's evolved into, it's evolved into literally a month of my life gone <laughs> like no <I> mean, lie <laughs> all your hours added up yes but i, I just say the community is in, has been incredible just it's, to see it's probably flourish. the biggest shock like the game being re- that as big as it was is kind of shocking because it won two game awards but the fact that the community just rallies around this game like a, they love it i love the fact that the voice actors are so uh, passionate the, about it as well yeah. and so involved with community like it's amazing yeah like claude's voice actor's doing a black eagles run right now on his twitch like that's really cool i was gonna say claude's joe zija has done covers of 
now both apex of the world and i think for the anniversary he did god shattering star he did do god shattering star which is amazing like how many other voice actors from games this big do you know that do that that's amazing yeah he's he's kind of leading the charge when it comes to the voice actor thing i know felix's voice actor streams uh Ignatz's voice actor streams, Dorothea's and Shamir's stream, like basically all of them stream, and people just rally around and hang out with them. Yesterday, I think there was like, I don't know, twenty voice actors from the game and Ignatz's stream, and like they're just hanging out. Like that's, that's really cool. So, just vegging out. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. So, Ignatz, <laughs> they rallied around. But just hearing, hearing, oh yeah, Ignatz streaming. That just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and He's like, Ignatz, oh, he's skipping class. Yeah, Ignatius is like his name's Kirsten, so Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the voice actor, yeah. No, I mean it's just such a good game, guys. Like if you don't have it, like it's a it's a must, I think. It's a must. It's good. <laughs> I am so you that. you had Raphael as your best unit and we ranked them. Do you still believe that? Uh I, I still believe that. No, I mean they all had a role to play, but yeah, Raphael is the most consistent. Like, in my opinion, the best units are the ones that you can throw into a sticky situation without fear of them dying. Yeah, true. Raph is my Raph is that unit for me. Like, I can throw him into like a mage, five assassins, and like a Pegasus knight, and he'll come out on top the next turn. Yeah, I have. So I had Petra number one, and I don't think she's number one anymore for me. I don't recruit anymore. So if I do a route, I just stick to the people I have. I, I Felix is my number one. He was my two, so not that shocking. He went to yeah. number one. Yeah. He's the same thing as Raph. I can throw him in any situation, and he'll just come out on top. And it's literally like, it's literally written in his storyline to be the best of the students. Like it literally just is. Yeah, even though his personality sucks. It. it yeah, it's bad. I, I still love him. My still, still my girlfriend is taking... character that's grown the most on me. <laughs> Sylvain? Oh, yeah. Sylvain's ladies, man. He's cool cat. He's just slow. Asshole, he's, re- he's... Really slow, which is really disappointing, but... Gonna need you to move. Yeah, it's great, great Great, line. great quotes, yeah. What do you mean he's slow? Put him on a horse and he's fast as fuck. I did. He still is slow. He gets hit by the, the brawler. Just eat him alive. It's terrible. That's that's true. Yeah. Oh, but he's got oh. he's got a relic. He does have a relic. Who do you think has the best? Story? Who do you think has the best story aside from the house leaders? Who do you think has the best story? Oh, so the students or okay, so the students best story like best individual this, story. This can be like character development. This can be lore. This can be whatever. <coughs> Hmm, that's a good question. But just house leaders aside, Dimitri by far is the best story in the game. That's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His entire like, route's surrounded around him. So, but like that's why I said besides. That's why I said besides the house leaders. Yeah. So like student wise, trying. Lawrence has a good one. I like Lawrence's. You like, like he Lawrence. comes full. He, he comes full circle. That's true. Um. I'm just trying to think, because a lot of the characters stay the same. Like, even Felix, like, as much as I want to say he comes full circle, it doesn't. I think I got to go with Marianne. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say Marianne, too. I got to go with Marianne, because Mar- 
she truly does change like visibly she came from the brink of the brink of death <laughs> yeah she goes from the brink of death of her own hand mind you mm-hmm. to just honestly a light yeah honestly in, great character in, in like a, in like any any of the dark times that you're uh characters go through like she still has her doubts but like she is you know like she's ready to to fight and support and reject and reject her 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 curse uh yeah in air quotes to to reject her the circumstances of her birth and to do with her life how what she wants to do yeah golden deer has like the most enjoyable cast of characters i think I mean, you got Lysithia, you got Marianne, you got Claude, of course. Yeah, Raph, Lawrence grows on Ignatz, you eventually. Yeah. Like, even Leone, I was using Leone in my playthrough, I'm like, Steve, it's a beast. I swear there's a bone. She could not, like, do wrong. I know. She's she's a very good unit. <laughs> oh my Actually, God. I don't know. I, <clears throat> I Okay, I'll count Yuri's house here, so he doesn't qualify for the best units in the game. Yuri is in qualification for that. Yuri would be my best unit if we were doing, um, if he was allowed to be in it. But he's a house yeah. leader, so. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I mean, he's because really I was good, say, though. If, if you had to rank the house leaders, like I think Edelgard's a distant fourth, and that's not to say she's bad. It's just she's not anything in light to the other three. Yeah, like the other three are just so, so well written. Yeah, they are. Uh, Edelgard. Is has a great story. I played Black Eagles recently, but just from a combat perspective, she's not the best because the heavy unit. There's those are so limited. That is true. I, I keep forgetting that she. I, I'm dreading finishing my black my pure Black Eagles playthrough because I know I, I probably won't even make her a lord. Honestly, I, I kept her as one. Honestly, like because you get you get um, <laughs> she's like a fortress knight when you come back from the time escape. Then she gets like the emperor class, which is like only like five movement. And I'm like, what? What am I gonna do with this? I might just keep her as a regular class instead of that, but we'll see. But yeah, no, so that DLC is really good too. So if you think that it's definitely worth twenty five, if you're doing a playthrough, like I just said, Yuri's probably like Yuri's really good, like insanely good. The next present I get from my girlfriend is gonna be uh, money to. Uh, to get the DLC. Why the hell would you say on the show? She listens. I already told her. She's she's saying oh, like, no, you don't uh, got to do that. I'm I'm definitely. It's twenty five bucks. It's nothing. Yeah, it's 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 a good it's a good side story. I like it a lot. All right, so this coincides perfectly with I guess our last time. Unless you want to add it, is is Apex of the World still the best song in that game to you? Yes. I still think it's between heaven and earth. That song gives me chills. Dude, Apex of the World. Maybe I'm biased because I grew up on Mystery Dungeon, so light motifs are my shit. But like just hearing, I mean, fair. To be fair, Edge of Dawn is like in every song in the game. Wait, it's just Edge of Dawn always has always has been. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that. But that's the meme put with the with the the post today. Put like, wait a minute, it's always just been Edge of Dawn. Always has been. Wait a minute, the entire soundtrack is just Edge of Dawn. I mean, epic orchestral, uh, 
version of Edge of Dawn, I mean, it's an easy top pick for me. Edge of Dawn is just so good. It's such a good song. It really is. That, that has to be the song. Yeah, I'm going to play that instead. Have you to, got, have to. You, um, no, the, the, the credits version... Oh it's my beautiful. god! It went, oh, it's just so good. It's slower. It's slower paced, but it's so it's chilling. Good. It's you so know good. that does that does that song doesn't play when you beat Black Eagles. Really? It's the only route where that song does not play in the credits. That's awesome. It's like implied that you were the bad guy. <laughs> That's so cool. Uh, the it song from the Accolades, tra- the Edge of Dawn version from the Accolades trailer. It's just all so good. It's, it's I, all I've good. watched that trailer. Watch I've watched that trailer so many times. I have too. Yeah, it's just so nice to see ever just praise being given to this game. So it really, yeah, that it, it deserves so much. Like so much passion. Like I, I've already said this before. I feel like there's just been so much passion pumped into this game that it's just hard not to love it. How do you? <laughs> <clears throat> How do you make a sequel to this? Can you? No. No, you, there's no way. It can't be set with the same characters, the same location. I, I don't think that they'll do that. There's nothing you can do in Claude and Elmira? I mean, there's stuff you could do. I wish there were more expansions besides the one. I wish that one of the house leaders didn't die in every single round. True. I mean, you can do you you could do a sequel like if all three somehow lived in one route you could just do a sequel like but I mean the story's so well written there's just I'm not I'm not complaining I'm just saying that yeah. that is one of the ways. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, I don't know I, I don't know if we ever go back to Fodlin, which is a damn shame. It's a but damn shame. Makes this game more more valuable. I mean, with this game and its its teaching mechanics and you know your the dynamics between student and teacher and faculty and the setting. Even in another Fire Emblem, I'm not sure we'll get the same feeling again. I don't think I don't think they bring back the same mechanics for the next one. No, because I mean, the, these are all like a lot of this was new for this game. So yeah, it came, unless like, they it, are think... doing a sequel or something, I don't think that you know the next Fire Emblem is going to probably be rather different from Three Houses. I'm still gonna be a fan of the series. Like this game just drew me in. So, no, but, I'll absolutely give it a shot. Like I'll absolutely <sighs> give it the benefit of the doubt. But it's gonna be a different experience. Oh my god, <laughs> this game would be perfect to do it, and they'd never do it. But this game would be perfect to have an anime series for. It'd yeah, be yeah. perfect. You think what would what would happen? Like, would Dialth pick Black Eagles and just stick with the church route in the anime? He'd have to, right? One season for every route. Oh my god, that's why I was thinking too. <laughs> so like, you know, in one season you see all these characters There's that you've never inter- yeah. you've all you see all these characters you've never interacted with dying, and then the next season you learn their stories, and then you go back and watch it again. And you feel so much worse. Yeah, that's what that's what happened to me with Battle Grinder because the first time I ever did, I basically recruited everybody. So I was just fighting against Demetri and Edelgard, and then I didn't recruit anybody. And I'm like, oh my god, I have to kill these people now. <laughs> yeah, I have to kill these people. I just, I just, know, I know them so well. It was you know, tough. Fire anime would be would be sick. Super so sick. incredibly sick. Four seasons, four routes, like 22 episodes, be nothing. It would be awesome. I'd, I'd, I'd bang that shit out of the day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
All right, so this was this was the last second, but I, I like this idea a lot. So for episode 50 and the finale of season one, we are going to discuss our most memorable games, not the best games we've played, not our favorite, well, I guess kind of favorite, but most yeah. memorable. So games that are going to stick with us the game, for whatever reason for a very long time. Yeah, the games that have had the most impact on us and why they're memorable to us. All right. So, so I, I asked off, this, yeah, I asked this on my poll. Uh, you know, I, it was, again, pretty last minute, but I asked two questions. I asked uh, what games specifically they were that were that had the most impact on the people who were answering, and I asked them to give their reasons why as well. So right, let's hear them. First one is Wii Sports. Good pick. Not really impactful, but it's the first game I played, so it's very memorable. I like that reason. That's perfect reasoning for me. I mean, uh, Wii I Sports mean, was. It, it's top ten. Yeah, I mean, it's again, it's one of the first games that we probably ever played, so it obviously is going to have a special place in our hearts. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. And probably millions of others. It's probably in the same boat oh, as God. a lot of other people. Isn't we like the highest selling console of all time? So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if hundreds of millions of people know what we sports is. Yeah, and like have played that for hours and hours, and yeah, hang on, probably, maybe maybe their up. first video I, game. So I think it's first by a while. <laughs> All right, you can keep going, though. So I think that's a very good reason. Uh, next up. Uh, this person gave two. See. You were right. Wii Sports sold 83 million copies. It's the highest-selling console game of all time. Unbelievable. That's awesome. So what's the highest-selling console? List of best-selling game consoles. Has to be. It's either PlayStation or Wii. Or original PlayStation or Wii. Because yeah. I just don't think the market was there for like a Nintendo 64. Yeah. What do you What do you got? Oh, okay. Wow, it's not even the highest Nintendo one. So PlayStation 2 is one. Isn't it? Right oh. on its heels. Right on its heels is DS. <clears throat> really? Uh, that that actually makes by, sense. Yeah, that makes more sense looking at it now. Uh, Game Boy and Game Boy Color. So two of the three belong on Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Microsoft. Um. <laughs> PlayStation 4 and PlayStation are 5 and 6. Oh. Okay. Wii is at number 7. 101 million. So think about that. I'll have 101.63 million copies. 83 million had Wii Sports. That's nuts. That's crazy. All right, you can continue. Yeah, so this person did too. Uh, the, the first one was the Division series. And the second one was, MW, was Modern Warfare 3. Modern so three. Modern Warfare 3, for the division, I think most, uh, I'm going to assume here, sorry, uh, person who I answered this, but I'm going to assume that most of the division's memorab memorability uh, comes from the experiences that you have when playing with your friends. Again, perfect <laughs> reason for why it's memorable. Yeah, as... You know, even Modern Warfare 3, it has a good campaign, though, so <laughs> I'm going to give it a pass yeah. on that. But yeah. for these multiplayer games, I feel like they can be very memorable based on what you make of it with your friends, with the people you play it with. Mm -hmm. 
I I feel that way about Black Ops Two, about because that game I had so many many memorable moments playing with my friends, including you. Uh, yeah, Black Ops. We're terrible at it, but it's when the squad was all when, when the squad was all together, it was amazing. So it's just like five thirty, six o'clock at night on a school day when everyone hopped on for like two hours. That's what we everyone's for. on like Team Deathmatch, Nuke Town, yeah, or yeah. Exactly, we're in like a we're in our own little local lobby. We're playing Newtown, doing whatever it is. That's what we. That's what the, that's what the seventh through tenth uh, grade people live for. Yeah, still yeah, do, yeah. still do. Yeah. Uh, speaking of games we played at that age, uh, we have someone who said Minecraft. Another phenomenal answer. I mean, we've we've sung our praises for that game as well on this podcast. Yeah, but... another top ten for me. Let me find their answer. Uh, this person said, now people are making fun of me for playing video games. Uh, <laughs> but uh, back in the day, Minecraft hey, no, was something you're, you're, that... You're cool. <laughs> but uh, back in the day, Minecraft was something that all of my friends could play together. So again, back to the multiplayer aspect. Still Making is, memorable man. moments with your friends, yeah. Still is. I mean, that's Crazy. a game that you can enjoy by yourself and with a group of friends. So that that's a very easily uh, memorable game. That's something we gotta do. We gotta hop on the mods, man. Yes, we do. We've been away for too long. <laughs> yes, but we have. Finally, for viewer submissions, we have Destiny. I I think that's a that that's a good one. No, I Destiny has a place in my heart as well because I played a lot of that game when it first came out uh, with a few of my close friends. Um, and it's a long game that you can grind uh, gear and constantly improve and progress in. So as long as you have friends around and by your side, you can probably play that game for a really, really long time. Yeah, probably. And that, that is pretty much what this person said. So many memories with the boys that are long in the past, but always in my heart, crying emoji face. Oh, my God. What a great choice of words. What an amazing... What a poet, but... Uh, honestly. Yeah, that is all of the submissions we got from from other people besides us. So Colby and I decided that we wanted to obviously do this as well, but mm-hmm. we are going to do our top three. So our top right. three most impactful slash memorable games uh, personally to us. So Colby, if you would like to start while I take another swig of liquid to try and quell my my yakking. Okay, so... I cheated because I have four because number three is a tie and I can't I cannot oh, break the tie. All I right. can't break All the right. tie, man. It's We're the gonna finale. Make games, we can allow why. it. All right. Three A and three B, Mario Kart Wii and Pokemon Platinum. So okay, Mario I can see, I can see why they're at the same spot. So Mario Kart Wii mainly because again huge seller on the Wii. And just my family, like everyone knows how to play Mario Kart Wii. Everyone, even if you don't, even if you've never played a Mario Kart game before, just everyone knows what it is. When you think of the Mario Kart series, you think of that game, and yeah. I, I do, I know I do. So that's another reason for me. Just you know, played it, playing it with family. I'm really good at it, so that's a, that's a plus. And uh, yeah, Pokemon Platinum <laughs> because it's my favorite game for my favorite region. And although Diamond was my first game, Platinum was my second. And I just liked it way more because it was basically diamond on steroids. 
and it's where my favorite legendary is, uh, the, the G-Man. He's just chilling big in the depths G-Man. of hell. The, yeah. the big G, he murders Cyrus brutally, but... No, I Pokemon Plat. I remember just playing our. I still have. I have a copy of Pokemon Platinum. So I just that's a game that will forever have a place in my heart. And when I think of Pokemon, I'll think of that game first. Have you ever done the Battle Frontier? Have you ever done the Battle Frontier in that game? I did when I was younger. I feel like you should try it again. I feel like that's something that that's a challenge that you probably haven't faced in a while. Yeah, I have, I have other challenges to face at the moment. Getting out of the damn ninja house is one of them. Okay, yeah, that's true. I'll get to it. When I'm at school, I'll get to it. I have two weeks to do all the trains, so I'll be bored. I mean, <clears throat> I've been on a spree of playing my older DS games lately, so. They're all good. They're all good games. But what's so number, number three, three story? is going to be a game that I don't think I've ever talked about on this podcast before. I had a guess on three, but I guess this isn't it. And it is Dragon Ball Xenoverse. Brock just <laughs> just shot out ex- of his chair. Just yes, but he did. He just pre just his ear spiked. But Dragon Ball you Xenoverse. Know. So you know. mainly, it has honestly more to do with the circumstances surrounding how I got the game rather than the game itself. Because it is by far the weirdest way that a game has come into my possession in a long while. But it started off reasonably enough. I ordered it actually online so I would get it shipped to my house since they were sold out at all the stores we went to. But... It was in the height when I when I ordered this game. It was at, it was in the height of the of the typhoon season here in uh, uh, here in Pennsylvania. So when the game was scheduled to arrive, a a huge storm hit uh, hit oh, wait, the area. Was this like Hurricane Sandy or? No, 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 no. This was not. This was just kind of just a regular unnamed. <coughs> I was about to say Sandy, Hurricane Harvey. Those those things wrecked havoc in the Northeast. Yeah, but it was not. It was not a named storm. It was just a a huge typhoon that swept through and the area. Tore to shreds, according to legend. Yeah, I was actually not at home when the storm hit. And I did not know what time the game would be there. So I was thinking, like, man, this game is probably, if this game was delivered before this hit, it's probably fucking eviscerated. Like, it's gone. <laughs> so I drove home. Our trampoline was just in the woods, destroyed completely. <laughs> Our neighbor's trampoline was nearly on top of their house. Is this your new house or old house? New house. Okay. Oh, I remember this. I remember that storm. I live here. You know, and all everyone in the neighborhood was like, you know, getting up, getting every all the debris out of the way. And I was like, oh, why don't you go look and see if you can find a package around somewhere? So I'm like, you know what? I I won't get my hopes up, but sure. So I'm walking around our development, looking in the ditches, trying to find anything. And then in the distance, at the very end of one of the ditches, I see a little box. 
my god. Just Are you sit, serious? I never heard just this. Sit it, sitting in the rocks. So I'm like, all right, this this can't this can't be it. It's it. I'm I'm strolling over. I'm like, it looks like a decently game sized box. <laughs> Please. It's wet, torn to shreds, but I open it up and there it is, completely dry. Dragon Ball Zetoverse. Holy <laughs> hell. That's a great story. I was elated. I ran straight inside, shoved that puppy in my Xbox 360, and played the entire rest of the night. And I actually really do like that game. It was it was a lot of fun being able to create your own Dragon Ball character and learn the moves from the series uh, and use them in your moveset. And, you know, fight in these missions alongside and against all these characters and unique circumstances. So it was, it was really cool. And, uh, I, I liked it a lot. So Dragon Ball Xenoverse for that crazy circumstance alone, uh, gets my third spot because I don't think I'll ever forget that moment. So. Yeah, no, that's a good pick. Uh, I guess now number two now, number two is it used to be, it used to be top dog, but it still is, high up on the pedestal for games I'm very fond of. And that's uh, Breath of the Wild. Uh-huh. First, All right. first ever Zelda game, second game I ever owned on the Switch. I remember that I got a Switch for Christmas. I originally got a 3DS, and I turned that in and extra because for a Switch. Got Mario Kart with it. And then two days later, my grandpa came up from New Jersey, and he was like, all right, well, I'll take you out. You can get another game for it. And I had to pick Breath of the Wild. And I remember vividly thinking, like, am I even worthy enough to be playing Breath of the Wild? <laughs> like, this stuff's, like, made in legend. Like, people love these games. Am I even worthy to be playing one? But thank God I did because it really is the first game that, like, gave me goosebumps when I played it. Like, oh, yeah. I remember just looking down and seeing my, like, hair sticking. I'm like, why? Like, this is a game. And that's really where my, where I, like, where my interest in for Nintendo like developed and started like all these theories and stuff. I'm like, wait, I just want to like follow this more and more and more. Cause this is the beginning. Like they're dropping games as good as the beginning of a console. Like yeah. who knows what they're going to do later down the line. So yeah, but it still is. It might have one of the most epic lines in the, in, in video gaming history. history. Yeah. Courage need not be remembered for it is never forgotten is, <sighs> is so good is and then you and it's the and it's the easiest boss fight of the game which is the most anticlimactic thing but yeah but i mean you already fought still, a pretty a pretty nuts boss before i'm okay with climactic easy boss yeah yeah you've gone through hell you had to free those four four champions yeah the uh the divine beast damn those Ganon. i think it has the best, i think it has the best trailer in video game history it like the music, the scenes. When, like, and then Zelda starts crying. Like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, as soon as Zelda starts crying, it's just like Spidey sense. All the hairs just flare up. It is. I know. It it is. It's so it's amazing. It literally is a top ten game of all time. Like the historians believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's. And people think it's the best Zelda game of all time, and I don't blame them for thinking that. It's it's that in Ocarina of Time. Those are the ones that always butt heads, but... Yeah. Yeah, uh, for reasons that need not be explained if you've played it, Breath of the Wild is uh, number two. And that sequel, I am so excited We're, when it comes out. We are chomping at the bit for anything on that sequel. 
I have these theories ready, guys. You're not like I have them ready. Like I, they're in the notebook. They're written down. I'm ready to oh, fire I, them off. From I am. I am super ready. I cannot wait to speculate the hell out of this game. But same. I guess is it my for me? Yeah, number two. What's up? All right. So this is quite fitting. Number two is going to be Fire Emblem Three Houses for me. Okay. <laughs> Which is pro. I don't even know if I need to elaborate more on that because no, we just I, I, we can talk, we, we can talk about it if you can hang on uh, <laughs> two more minutes to talk about it then. Uh... Well, I mean, I will say this: Dragon Ball Z Universe. I feel like showed me what you know outside circumstance can do to affect your view of a game. Yeah, you know, because if that never happened to me, I probably would never like even look again at that game but because of how i got that that's what makes it memorable memorable for me for fire emblem i feel like that showed me what i guess passion can do for a game you know again it kind of has outside circumstances associated with it as well because of the story i just i told you guys at the beginning of the episode but you know you can just feel for this game it's probably one of the only games where i can just feel the passion in like every inch of it and that's probably mostly due to the voice actors like they convey it so well just i i never really understood how important putting a voice to these so like characters was and how much of an effect they can have on, on the people playing it. I mean, the voice actors it, are, like, huge in the community because, you know, they're so... They were so good in this game. It brings, it brings each and every character story to life, which is which is just incredible and something you don't see every day in video games. And I still cannot believe, cannot fathom that Chris Hackney didn't even get a nomination for Best VA Performance at the Game Awards. That was... That actually made me mad. Yeah, I'm surprised that no one from Fire Emblem got it because it is by far the best voice acted game that I have ever played. It's gonna, yeah, it's gonna be tough to knock that sucker off. Like that is that is a new standard for me. Like, like that is every everything is voice acted. Every line. Like I don't know why, but the voice acting specifically for that game just enhanced the experience all around. It, it's um. I'll say because it again. It's, it's a must-have. must You have to have that game if you're a Switch owner. You have to. Yes, of course the gameplay is good, and of course the story is good. And of course the graphics are meh, but... And the graphics are meh, but again, it you know, this is the point I'm trying to get at. This showed me how the, you know, the passion that is put into a game can make it so that I can overlook things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, like those things don't matter as much when the game is just oozing passion from every other aspect. You like believe the stories that are being told. Like when you like you like, oh, I understand that perspective or like, yeah, I understand that, too. Like it's just yeah, like you can connect with everything because like, you know, the writers had to write this dialogue for the voice actors to to bring to life the story. The You know, the the designers had to design the levels so that the story would flow smoothly between these locales and you know still give the game uh a sense of you know variety and you know you never know what's going to come next 
you know, all of this, all of these things, all of these people had to be passionate about this project to make it culminate in the amazing game that it is. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's the main reason why it's just all of these people, everyone working on it seemed to have the same goal in mind to make this game good, to, you know, pull out all the stops to make this game as good as they can do. And they did. And it's just an amazing to see come to fruition. So, yeah, Fire Emblem Three Houses need truly does not need to be explained, but I will always be happy to explain why it is always. So yeah, um, that's my number one. So yeah, we not need yeah. to we not need explain any further. I'm not gonna put 600 hours into a game just to leave it off my list. So yeah, exactly. And we did all and we did all that without mentioning the music. So oh my god, yeah. So good. again, Tyler said it. Every, Ty, we just talked about it in depth. Everything about it is incredible. I'll say it one more time. If you own a Switch, you have to have that. Game. It's an absolute need to buy like buy if you don't have a switch buy a switch to play that game yeah you're gonna get your hours worth and it's it's one of the best games on there there's plenty of good ones too so yeah can i guess your number one you can i'm between two actually come on you know you can do it no mystery dungeon yeah there we go that was my second one all right it was hard. It was hard to put Mystery Dungeon over Fire Emblem, but yeah, yeah, I, I had to do it, man. It was my childhood. It has, it has had a huge impact on my, on my life. You Grovile number one. Grovile's top dog. You had to have him up there. I know, I know. Grovile's my favorite video game character. Um, you know, I have pit, maybe it's because I have Mystery Dungeon on the mind because I actually rediscovered my, because I told you about. Explorers of Sky in that copy, but I I came across my Explorers of Time copy that I had restarted. So recently I've been playing through that. And, you know, to my surprise, I still love every single thing about that game, even all these years later. And it's for many of the same reasons for Fire Emblem. Obviously, there's no voice acting in this could be, game. Could be cool. Grove, I was just talking. You'd be a little more weirded out. <laughs> I'd be a little weirded out, but I feel like this game. I don't know. This game is just a combination of a lot of factors. Like I know I kind of named two specific factors for uh, Xenoverse and for. Uh, Fire Emblem, but for this game, like the story is good, the music is great, the gameplay I personally really like. Uh, I don't know, man. It all just came together. I, obviously, it's a nostalgic game for me, so that obviously plays a a role in it as well. But you know, I was re. It says a lot about a game when you can when you replay it for the first time in years and just come right back and all the passion is still there all of the glee and excitement to continue the story is still there yeah i'm the same i'm the same way like believe it or not i actually did have a point in time where i'd not play fire like two months guys yeah believe it or not but when i went back (laughs) it was all still there like tyler's saying with mystery dungeon 
but like I, I rewatched the Grovile uh, episode ending again, and I bawled. You just bawled your eyes out in your room when you're 19. No, <laughs> like, I, I can't believe it. I got chills. I didn't cry, but I got chills because I always, <laughs> whenever I see that scene, I always do. But it made me way. like it. It's nuts. Explorers of Sky, or sorry, and Explorers of Time, because Explorers of Sky is like the emerald to the ex- to Explorers of Time and Darkness. Or it's an enhanced version. Yeah. Probably the best enhanced version Pokemon has ever put out. Just just based on the merit of how much there how much more there is to do in the game. But like I was taught back in our favorite game characters ever episode, I told you guys about how Grovile's story ends. I just realized in Explorers of Time and Darkness, he you don't know that. Like in, explorers, like, in Explorers of Time and Darkness, he sacrifices himself to, like, push Dusnor back in the future, and that is it. Like, you never hear from him again. Which is nuts. Like, you're looking... Like, that's basically what the uh, the main character you play as is thinking. In Explorers of Sky, you get to see things from Grofile's perspective, but in Explorers of Time, he's just gone. Gone forever. Which is nuts. Like, I cannot... I, I don't even... Because I came out... Or, sorry, uh, the game came out... Uh, I think I played Explorers of Time and Sky around the same time. Because I discovered Explorers of Time when Sky was coming out. Mm-hmm. So, I never really had, like, to think about that. Because I knew how Grovile's story ended. But... I was watching some... <laughs> some remixes of the music, because the music is so goddamn good. <laughs> And I look into the comments and people are telling their stories about the game. And oh, the one guy awesome. and the one guy was like, Yeah, I had no fucking idea what happened to Grovile. So I bawled my freaking eyes out at the end of that episode. <laughs> and yeah. seeing seeing all the stories that people told, I was like, Wow, this game is really on another level. Even if IGN thinks it's only like a three out of ten. I don't care. It's my favorite game of all time. Yeah, they and, can kick rocks for all we care. And the game that has had the most effect on me, so. So, to recap, I'm going to give it to Mario Kart Wii. So, Mario Kart Wii is three, Breath of the Wild is two, and uh, Three Houses Fire Emblem is one. And for me, it's uh, Dragon Ball Xenoverse, Xenoverse is three, uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses is two, and Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Explorers of Sky is one. We figured it'd be fitting to ask mm-hmm. about, you know, those most impactful games, the games that we will probably remember for the rest of our lives. As, mm-hmm. you know, we are probably one of the first generations to truly just grow up constantly with video games. Yeah, as a like, base it's all around life. us. Yeah, it's all around us. So those, those these games being on that list, that means something, so... Yeah, so we thought we'd share them all with you. Episode (laughs) 50, Season 1. Officially wrapped. Closing the book on this chapter, and then we'll open on another very soon. So next time you hear from us, it'll be Season 2. There will be some things different. Not too much will be different. Just some slight tinkers here and there. Tyler and I still have to hash those out. Yeah. But 
Thank you to everyone who's who's listened up to this point, whether this is episode 50 for you or episode one. Um, it just means a lot to have everyone's support. You know, like we, t- we say it all the time, we just enjoy doing it because we just enjoy talking about video games, specifically one area that, and we pick the area that gives us the most, the, the no, most amount of nothing of all time. But Right, but has still given still, us throughout our <laughs> lives probably the biggest amount of, of joy, I'd say. Yeah. For memorable, like Nintendo has given us the most memories, so that's why we yeah. ultimately decided to do it about that. So, yes, this is exciting. Season one is officially done. Fifty episodes in, flew by. So yeah. we will be taking, yeah, one week. A, yeah, there'll be a few, maybe one or two weeks gap between uh, the end of season one and the start of season two. Yeah, uh, school's picking will... up soon for you, boy. So I gotta get ready. Yeah, you're you're going to school early, but you know we will still find the time to. Yeah, we will. To record, uh, so I want to next week. I want to send out an apology to both the fans for just hacking up <laughs> a storm this episode, <laughs> and also to my wonderful co-host Colby for he has to edit some of these out. I'm editing some. I I say leave them in. I I think I think you just leave them in. Oh boy. Okay. Um, okay. I, I'll have to, I'll have to just review that. But all right, we'll have to do some review. But if you want, oh, I forgot you do. You can do the plugs as well. Oh yeah. So yeah, I guess we're doing plugs too. Um, if you want to follow the page on Twitter, at Switch Up Pod, YouTube, Switch Up Podcast on YouTube, individual pages, Instagram page will be up in season two. So yeah. you'll know when that drops. We'll let you know. Colby underscore Moyer on both Instagram and Twitter. Uh, for me, uh, on Instagram, at tsamsel11, on Twitter, at Tyler Samsel. Uh, coinciding with the launch of the Switched Up Podcast Instagram, we will also strive to actually put out polls regularly and on time, not just one hour before the episode gets recorded. So Yeah, well, we promise. <laughs> uh, that's on me, but... You know, lots of small improvements like that, uh, hopefully coming in the next season. We hope you guys will stick around to see uh, how we do. And we hope you'll uh, you'll continue to spread the word around, tell people that uh, about the podcast and share it about. And But honestly, the only thing we care about uh, is that uh, you find any sort of enjoyment in this. Yeah. Uh, if we make just one of you guys uh, a little happier or make one of you guys smile or laugh, Honestly, for me, that's that's all that matters. So thank you guys again so much for tuning in. And I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day. See you guys soon. Thank you so much for all the support. Love you guys. beloved place silver shines the world dines a smile on each face 
As toy surrounds, comfort abounds And I can feel I'm breaking free For just this moment lost in time I am finally me Yet still I hide Behind this mask that I have become My blackened heart Scorched by flames A force I can't run from Strong 